to The Mindful Apprentice, brought to you by Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. In this podcast series, we want to share stories and information to help everyone make the apprenticeship a success, whether you're an employer or the apprentice. We've interviewed a wide range of apprentices, employers, specialists, charities and clinicians to make this series. Wherever you're listening, we hope you'll find it helpful. Hello, I'm Dominic Arkwright. In this programme... I would love to change how people see apprenticeships. It seems to be, I think a lot of people still think, okay, if if you're maybe not as academic, you go do an apprenticeship. Okay, you've done A-levels, you've got to go to university. Danielle Foy, business development consultant at New College Swindon, and that's what we're talking about today. What is the right path for you? Is an apprenticeship going to suit you straight out of school? What if you're returning to the workplace after a gap? Let's start with a few stories. First, Anna Morrison, who founded Amazing Apprenticeships, which works with schools, colleges and employers to promote the benefits of apprenticeships. Not surprisingly, she's a big fan. My passion comes from being a young person at school who didn't want to go to university in that full-time sense and really feeling that no one no one really understood me and no one could help guide me. I just wanted to get into work and start earning money and I really didn't see why that was such a big problem. But for the school that I was at, you know, it, but that was not the done thing, you know. You go on to university, you do A-levels and you go to university and then you get a good job. And I just didn't want that. I just wanted to get in and work. So part of my passion is there because I really, really want to make sure that young people and families who are considering their options don't look down on apprenticeships as one of those ways of getting into the workplace and getting your career started. Because, my goodness, if apprenticeships had looked back in 1998 how they look now oh I without a doubt I would have been on an apprenticeship it just it was a different model a different system back then. Andrea Dodd is managing director at Performance Learning Group which delivers apprenticeships and training to the hospitality industry and she couldn't get enough apprenticeships when she started out. So back when I was uh, 17, 18, I decided to go and work in a hotel part-time. It's a new hotel that had opened near where I live. Um, I just started initially as part-time because I was also a swimming teacher once I left school, um, but then fell in love with the hospitality industry. So decided to do as many NVQs as we could back then, working my way through the different aspects of the hospitality industry and specifically the hotel I worked in. I then went from hotels into restaurants and bars and did the same thing, did as many apprenticeships as I could. I absolutely loved learning. I loved the the concepts of apprenticeships. Darren Marks is now Managing Director of Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology, but he didn't start off like that. The people who make the best apprentices are the ones who just want to work hard at something they enjoy it's it's that simple I think if you enjoy what you do you want to do it and you'll progress at it naturally you don't have to be the most academic or always the best and most gifted as long as you try hard and work hard I think you're going to get there and that's what sort of pushed me towards where I got to in the end through an apprenticeship was I enjoyed it I got up every single day various times in the morning four o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, and went off and did the job and and loved it. Darren's path followed what, perhaps once, was thought the normal route into apprenticeship. So I studied A-levels, of which you can spell dude with, so they weren't the greatest of outcomes. 
So I, I bombed out of those, let's be honest. I had to get a job. I had enough grades to get some points to go and study a business degree in America. I was on my gap year. I fell into plumbing, literally fell into it. Uh, a lad I played football with needed somebody on site to help him out for a job, a bit of manual handling. So off I went and then never looked back. Oh, I absolutely loved it and took to it really quickly, really well, but found something I really enjoyed. And I go back to early comment, an apprentice will do well if they're enjoying what they're doing. Daniel Sanford-Smith, Director of Education Programmes at the Gatsby Charitable Foundation, has noticed some changes in the type of people who are going for apprenticeships. One of the things that really struck me when I started working on apprenticeships when I moved to Gatsby was meeting people who had been apprentices some time ago. And one of the commonalities I think I heard from them was that they, they'd never really found their place at school and it really was the apprenticeship that kick-started their career. And I, I worry that we're kind of missing out a bit on some talent that, that has really helped us in the past few years, those people, those ex-apprentices, kind of really boosting productivity, helping others to succeed. We may be missing out on people who now aren't, a, can't find a way into the workplace through apprenticeships because, if you like, the ones that they would have done are now being taken up by people who have succeeded academically and are seeing that if they can do a degree apprenticeship, they can get a degree without taking out a student loan. So it's become more competitive. People with good academic grades may be going for the same apprenticeships as those who haven't done quite so well at school. For some people, the benefits are clear. You earn while you learn. At degree level, you get a qualification without a student loan. At GCSE or A-level, you get the chance of a qualification and work experience at the same time. And you've got a good chance of a job at the end of it. But there's often another benefit. That's what Becky Riddler found when she started her apprenticeship at Synoptics. She's now an apprentice ambassador in the Southwest. With what I got told about universities was obviously it's very much there's 60 to 80 of you kind of in a classroom and you're talked to for your lecture. Um, you then obviously have your assignments to complete outside of that. Um, and it didn't seem very hands-on or practical to me. It seemed like they were just kind of preparing you for a generalised subject. Whereas the apprentice route to me seemed more personalised. Um, the course I'm doing relates to the work I complete as well. So I'm learning something one week and completing an assignment in it. And then I can use that experience in my day-to-day -day work. Whereas a lot of my friends that I've talked to have gone to university about the apprenticeship route don't have that skills at the moment. They'll be doing assignments and being taught stuff in the lecturers that they don't use day to day. So by the time they get their job later on, they have to kind of relearn it all as well. So if it's done well, what you learn in the classroom can be applied quickly in the workplace. So from a young age, I knew that from what I was told about university, um, it wouldn't fit me. Um, kind of the idea of going to university for four years, sitting in lectures, having to work part time, um, and kind of the debt you get with university as well, just something that never really appealed to me. From that, my teachers kind of told me about apprenticeships and how you could get your degree, you'd be working alongside that, um, and there was no debt, and you'd have a full-time paying job as well. Um, to me, that was a no-brainer. That was a kind of a clarity moment of, well, of course I'm in an apprenticeship and not going to university there. Same for Jessa Lee. The apprenticeship won out. What actually motivated me to want to do an apprenticeship was the particular route that I was thinking of going down was initially accountancy. And at careers fairs, people who came in with their accountancy experience kept saying, you know, accountancy, this route, having an apprenticeship is probably the more efficient route to get qualified. My parents told me, it's, you know, at the end of the day, you'll come out of it with five years of work experience and you have savings if you want to uh, change your mind and do something else. And 
you know, so many jobs have different transferable skills. So even if you're making this decision of uh, like doing an apprenticeship, you're not you're not bound to that job for the rest of your life. And there's so so much you can take away and um, bring elsewhere. So there are plenty of upsides, but there are things you might not get if you're going straight from school or college into the workplace. For example, the social experience of university. I do think that the apprenticeship route, there are some considerations that would mean it's not for everybody though. So for example, you don't necessarily have the full university experience because you do have to have a full-time job at the end of the day. You're studying one day a week, but you don't there isn't necessarily as much time to sort of um, be as social as uh, well I found that I wasn't necessarily as social as some of my friends that went off to university because I, I did have to consider that I needed to go to work the next day I think there's also it's quite intensive you are working full-time whilst studying so it can be quite a lot and you do have to spend a, a fair amount of your free time um, studying as well especially leading up to university deadlines and and assessment deadlines. Carol Petropoulos is assistant principal at New College Swindon and she agrees there's quite a difference between school or university and the workplace. The decision really is down to the individual and the kind of learn where somebody learns best. Um, some people are not ready to go into the workplace at a young age, at 16. Um, you know, often you have to consider that you'd be working with much older people. Um, then a mixing within those circles, you won't be with friends, it won't have the same atmosphere as being in college. You, you know, the work ethic would be much stronger. There won't be the break times and lunch times mixing with hundreds of people of your age where you can mix, have fun, join in the activities that are going on and probably be with friends that you went to school with. But if school wasn't for you, if sitting in a classroom really wasn't for you, if you find working with your hands and actually doing the job is the way that you learn better and you're happy and mature and you have a good social circle outside of your workplace, then an apprenticeship may well be the way to go for you. So it's what's going to suit you. Mark Bates is Early Careers Programme Manager at Nationwide, which takes a lot of apprentices every year. And he goes along with that. It really is horses for courses. The thing of the apprenticeship is if you're, very, if you're a type of person who likes to do things and apply your learning, build up your confidence and your skills um, while studying, then apprenticeship's for you. If you're more academic and you want to really quickly get a, a degree with a certain level, um, then a university might be for you. But the, there is a risk that you don't build up your confidence in your business skills. So you, if you like, they're not one better or the other. Somebody who's just come off a, a, a university degree has probably got good academic qualifications quite quickly, but then they're going to take a couple of years to build up their work experience and knowledge. Whereas if you take an apprenticeship, you can build up both. So I don't think it's a um, better or worse. It's choose the route that's better for you as an individual. And according to Anna Morrison of Amazing Apprenticeships, it's not such a binary choice in any case. Even if you start an apprenticeship at 16, it doesn't rule out getting an A-level or a degree. Obviously, apprenticeships now go from level two all the way up through to level seven. So level seven covers degree apprenticeships and master's level apprenticeships. So 
If you go on to an apprenticeship, you're actually potentially going to be working through the levels. So you're not saying no to university, because if you ended up progressing on to a degree apprenticeship or a degree level apprenticeship or a master's, you will still be linked potentially with a university or a higher education institution. And it's exactly the same degree, but you'll be learning in a very different way because obviously you'll be mostly work-based. So, so I don't think it is an either-or. And remember, if you're at school or college now, you don't have to decide right away. You can apply for both routes at the same time and see what comes out on top. That's what Olivia Skane did. What I did is I applied for both apprenticeships and university. So don't just cut university completely off. It really helped me for applying for both because then I could decide at the end which is the best route for me. So if your school's not providing you the support you should be getting around apprenticeships, there's like loads of information online um, on the government.gov.uk website on apprenticeships that you can just research on Google that just explains it all. And I wish I had that information because I really didn't understand any of the levels really. But it's really good to see now, nowadays, that they are being promoted in a positive light and more more apprenticeships are being talked about at school. Up until now, we've been talking about people of school age just starting out on their journey. But there are others who are thinking of going back to work after a break or changing tack in their career. And here, the issues and the choices are a bit different. In this final section, we're going to hear from Danielle Foy and Emily Hutchinson, a chartered occupational psychologist. But first, Darren Marks from the Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. The challenges they will face will be around possibly the group dynamics because they might be of an older age and therefore it's a case of, well, this is a bit different. It's almost like a role reversal as an apprentice going into a workplace. You've got an older person coming to a younger training environment, but ultimately they've got a lot of knowledge to pass on. Other challenges that may affect wellbeing could be things like financial, because if you're an apprentice, you might be on a lower salary. So our older learners, are they've, they may have children, they've got breakdowns of relationships, financial help, um, support needed, housing um, problems as well. It's that trying to juggle a full-time life with a full-time job with learning and it's it's not easy. I myself came back into education after having my children, so I could sympathise with them. I know it's really not easy at all, and especially if they want to change career direction. If you've taken a complete change of tack, you're going from running supermarkets as a maybe a senior manager or a shift manager, earning a pretty decent salary, to a trainee electrician where you're cable pulling and earning half your salary, you know that in the long run it's going to work really well for you, but you've still got a deficit in the short term from the salary you used to to the salary you have now. So they can impact people's uh, well-being and mental health as well, provided for their family. It will be a massive adjustment. I think the confidence issues are going to be there because it's quite hard when you haven't been in the workplace to come in and that whole kind of imposter syndrome, you know, I'm, I look like I should know what I'm doing, but I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Um, and if you haven't done something for 10 years, I mean, again, there's a whole you know, thing about, oh my God, can I remember what to do? Or can I still have these kind of conversations? Can I cope with a whole working day if I'm not used to it? So there's a whole kind of thing, lots of issues that come up there. But I do think it's a really, really good thing to do. There's a lot of people out there with huge amounts of experience and lots of value to add that, you know, I think if 
if employers can get better at helping those people to get back into the workplace, I think it'd be really helpful for um, everyone, really, employers and for society. That it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what position you're in, education's still available to you. So you may need to take a lot of factors into account if you're thinking of returning to work as an apprentice. For teenagers, doing an apprenticeship is an easier decision. Many still have financial support from their parents, so there's less risk involved. Opting for a career change at 50 requires a bit more thought, but you can do an apprenticeship at any age, and indeed there are plenty of schemes aimed specifically at over 50s. Next time we'll be looking at how to prepare for your apprenticeship. Till then, I'm Dominic Arkwright. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Mindful Apprentice. We hope you found something in it which was helpful to you or perhaps a colleague or friend, whether you're a new starter or a seasoned professional. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in the podcast or want to find out more about organisations which can provide help and support, go to sawiot.ac.uk forward slash The Mindful Apprentice. <laughs>